marriage, hauntings, murder, we've got it all. A husband and wife talking about all things real, scary, and truthful. Welcome to our podcast. If you guys are looking for a new comedy to watch, have we got one for you. Our pal Kathy says, I hope you enjoy laughing. My new full-length feature movie will keep you laughing the entire 90 minutes long. The movie is called It's Mitzi, The Masquerade Ball, and you can find it on Vimo. A shrewd sister out to get her family inheritance makes her debut at her sister's party, and it is so funny. We're going to put the link in our bio. That way you can watch this movie anytime you want and you'll be able to get to it instantly. We definitely recommend it. You're going to be laughing from beginning to end and we are so glad we get to tell you about it. So go enjoy this movie and let us know what you think. What's up, muggles? What? (laughs) What? Well, that's offensive. Well, they might be muggles. Are you not? No. What are you? A witch. Mudblood. <laughs> she just called me a mudblood. <laughs> Ain't that what they say? Yes. Mudblood. <laughs> Apparently you stumbled upon to a Harry Potter <laughs> true crime podcast. See what Harry gets into today. <laughs> what will Harry get into today? Just kidding. It's just regular true crime. Womp womp. We really need sound effects. I know. Derek, I know you're listening. Hook us up with some sound effects. I know you can do it. Have anything happened this week? Any crime that we know of? No, I don't know people that do crime. (laughs) I'm not saying that they do crime. I'm saying, like, we haven't heard anything this week. Like we normally do, I guess. Like no up. Oh, I think there was an update. Hang on. Hang the freak on. Remember when we talked about the boys? Um, I can't remember their names, but they went missing. Like one of them rode a bike, and the other one was walking, and they went missing like around Christmas. The first milk carton. Yeah. Kids. Yep. And then. At the end of our podcast, we said that there was a, um article that said they had found bones like by a jaguar mm-hmm. place. It wasn't their bones. I didn't think so. It was like Peter, what was it? Patrick and David. That's who they were. Well, it wasn't their bones. But whose bones were there? So, Actually, it said <laughs> someone else's bones. It said they weren't believed to be their bones, so I guess they don't really know. I don't know. But mm. it, they're not believed to be their bones, so I guess there is that. And I feel like there was something else I was going to say, too, but must have been a lie. I haven't heard of any crimes lately. <laughs> no crimes in your, your mm. neck of the woods? Well, this is the same woods you live in, so. I don't live in the woods. But I have been watching a show about things that happen in the woods on Discovery Plus. This is not an ad. I just really have been watching it. <laughs> Discovery Plus does, definitely does right. not pay us. If they paid us, I'd be talking about them for an hour and a half. But there, it's called Dead Silent. And it's like all this stuff that happens like out in the woods or like out in like secluded areas or whatever. It's weird. And people wonder why I don't want to go camping. 
Look what happens. Dead silent things. Right. That's good though. If you have, again, this isn't an ad, but if you have Discovery Plus, <laughs> there's like a whole true crime section and then like a whole paranormal section because I was only going to get it for like, what was it, the Ghost Adventures special thing? And now we're paying for it. So mm-hmm. here we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what you going to do? What you going to do? All that trouble for Zach Megan's lying ass. <laughs> Eric hates him. Don't even get him started. Mm-mm. Um, what a booty intro. Normally we got all kinds of stuff to talk about. This week we've got nothing. Well, I've been home sick for three days. So I guess nothing happens when you're not doing anything. I'm sitting right beside her. <laughs> I played some Dead by Daylight. Yelled at people doing that. That's about it. I got nothing. I don't either. My stomach's going to start talking for me, I think, though. <laughs> Yum. It's going crazy. (laughs) Okay, so this week's is crazy pants. Like, probably one of the weirdest things we've talked about. Probably. Uh, Yeah, probably one of the weirder ones. On the weirder side, for sure. And gross. And the worst. So. Hit me with it. So it's a couple. Okay. So you already got that. So watch out, world. <laughs> it's a couple. Can't trust the couples. You never know what they're gonna do. But uh, the couples are killing people together. No. Oh. This I'm telling you, you're not. It's not a. This this one's okay. I don't. I, I can't even say anything. So it happened in New Orleans. So. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> right. Of course it the did. The voodoo land of America, I guess. I don't know. Um, it, like I said, it happened in New Orleans. Um, it's apparently one of the most infamous murders in New Orleans history. And I haven't heard about it until the other day. I don't... I think I heard about it on TikTok. Gotta love TikTok. Of course you did. <laughs> What? I do not condone TikTok. <laughs> okay, so this is the story of Zach Bowen and Addie Hall. Have you ever heard of them? Never. Okay. Well, let me tell you about them. So apparently, Addie was like free spirited, like go with the flow type of person. Um, she was independent, and apparently, she was an artist. Um, and it says she found herself in Bohemia, New Orleans after a rough life in the Northeast States. She was a poet, a dancer, an artist, and she was a bartender in the French Quarter, which you've never been there, but it's pretty cool. Pretty cool spot to be. So she was a bartender. She had a ton of friends. Um, she had experienced abuse in her past. Um, so she was wary of dating men. While she was working, she, like, rode her bike around. She didn't use a car. Um, she apparently had a job at a place called the Spotted Cat. And um, she called herself a quarterition, I think is what it says. And it's someone who belonged in and was a part of the French Quarter. Um, she fit in pretty well. But she had her own demons. Everybody does. 
So Zach was like a char character. Well, I guess you could say he was charismatic. He was good looking. He was charming. You know those types. <laughs> Who are you talking to, girl? You. <laughs> it said he left an impression on everybody he met. He was just like an all around <laughs> laid back nice guy. Um, it said he was married previously to a woman that was 10 years older than him. Um, and they had two kids. And so he ended up joining the army so he could take care of his wife and kids. But then she left. Of course, she left um, and she took the kids with her. So he, too, found jobs around the French Quarter um, after being discharged, um, after being in Iraq and Kosovo. He suffered from severe PTSD and desperately needed help that he never found. Can you see where this is going? Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm on your side. I'm riding this train out. Right. So, um, they met each other while they were bartending in the French Quarter. I've always wanted to be a bartender. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Like, how do you just know how to make all this stuff? I would be the slow... <laughs> if, if I was a bartender and John Taffer came to the bar that I was working at, he would yell at me. The whole time. No, I, I think it's just something you learn. I don't think anyone's born with a gift of bartending. They might be. They might be. Anyway, <laughs> not about our bartending dreams. This is a podcast. Um, it says she liked to give him a hard time. She was like the like the way she flirted was like she was like like not mean to him, but like kicked him in the shin, ran off. Yeah, she pulled his pigtails on the playground, that kind of stuff. Okay, anyway, before we were rudely interrupted by some dogs, I was saying that Addie apparently had an ugly side to her. She suffered from bipolar disorder, and she didn't take her medicine like she should, which is something you should not do. You should take it like the doctor tells you to. Um, so she didn't treat her bipolar disorder like she should. She would get angry. She would have uncontrolled um, outbursts. She would just like freak out, whatever. Um, it says many of their friends remember the outrageous fights that they would get into because they both had problems that they weren't either getting help for or like I said, she had had help. She just wasn't taking care of it, I guess. So if that's how you should say it. I don't know. Um, so they dated for a while and then Hurricane Katrina hit. So they were like, well, what do we do? Because I guess they were like hanging out together when it hit or whatever. And so they were like, well, we'll just ride it out together. So they hadn't been dating for very long, but they're basically living together at this mm -hmm. point because of a hurricane. Um, and, and they lived together at her apartment. And it says they fell deeply and madly in love during the hurricane. Praise God. Praise God. Um, they made a life for themselves in the weeks following the destruction um, and then, of course, the French Quarter was empty. So, what they would do is they would serve um, food and alcohol to their fellow, like Katrina. I don't know what you would call them. They wouldn't. Would you? You wouldn't say victims. You would say Katrina people. Survivors. I don't know survivors. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> so they were even photographed for national magazines and newspapers. In the wake of the storm. So they would be like. 
in the middle of the French Quarter just handing out food and alcohol and drinks and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Like, at least you did it. I, I don't know anybody that I know would do that. <laughs> would you do it? I mean, yeah, it was an option, probably. Well, and that's my thing, too, is, like, I need to know how they were able to do it, I guess. Maybe because they worked at the bars, but, like, when you have to pay it back, I don't know. I have a lot of questions. Um, it says they felt like the king and queen of the quarter. So that was, that's going to take a turn. I feel like they're just going to start eating people. They are going to start eating people? Yeah, Why? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, got a real... They just woke up one day. Cannibalism to it. <laughs> they just woke up and they're like, you know what? We're gonna go down and we're gonna freaking get Barb. We're gonna eat her leg. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting theory, I guess. Um, so it says when reality set back in after everything was over and the cleanup began, they were forced back into a regular lifestyle of working and bills and responsibility, and uh, they weren't. They weren't ready for that. She just wanted him. She didn't want his life or the responsibility of his children and his ex-wife. So basically the honeymoon phase was over. It's odd to have a honeymoon phase in the midst of like a crisis, right? Yeah. But, you know, I guess to each their own. Um, So it says the physical and emotional pain of abuse was only mildly numbed by the vast amounts of alcohol and drugs they had been began to consume over the months to come. So they had violent fights and they began to drift apart. They tried to reignite their romance, I guess, by moving into a new apartment because nothing says romance like getting a new apartment. Change of scenery. <laughs> um, they saw a for rent sign on Rampart Street. Rampart, maybe. Um, they saw a for rent sign. It was a bu- an apartment above a voodoo temple. So not where I think you should go, maybe. I don't know. Are voodoo temples bad? I don't know. Oh. Maybe they're like safe places. I don't know. It was available immediately. They had money in their pocket and they were like, we're moving in. We found our new apartment. Woo! So you could like live a stairs and then go to the temple at the nighttime or i guess i would assume voodoo is done at night but i could be wrong i don't know anything about voodoo, voodoo any time of the day yeah <laughs> voodoo all day every day um so before they even unpacked their boxes addie went to the landlord and said that she wanted the lease to only be in her name she didn't want anything in his name so that's she's gonna kill him you're obviously like you don't She's want gonna to be him. She's going to eat him. Okay. So <laughs> she discovered that Zach was cheating on her. And that was it. Mm, was he? What? What? Why? They're both crazy. Do they even know what reality is? Oh, I don't know. Um, it says, considering her past with men, that was an end all situation. And to her, the relationship was over. So the landlord wrote a contract and said, um, he hoped that they would sort it out and get back together. And Zach learned about this and he was like, bitch, no, not today. So are you ready for the crime? Yeah, I'm ready. I've been waiting the whole time for it. <laughs> you don't want to talk about other stuff first. How was your day? It was fine. 
<laughs> it was fine. Well, Tell was me what no happened. Crime. So you think she's going to kill and eat him? That's Absolutely. Okay. Or vice versa. Well, around 1 o'clock on Thursday morning on October 5th, 2006, he strangled her to death. So you were wrong. I said vice versa. You can't. I knew there was going to be. I just think there was going to be a hint of cannibalism in this story. Why? I don't know. It's New Orleans. There's voodoo. There's. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So um, he strangled her. And then fell asleep next to her, committed necrophilia, and got up and went to work. What Do you know what necrophilia is? Yeah. Well, you made a face like you didn't know. I made a ew face. Um, it says his co-workers remember that he was acting weird. He was wearing like the, the Marvel disguise, like hat and sunglasses, you know? Classic. Um, he was quiet. Um... So, what he was doing was cutting up her body <laughs> in their bathtub with a hacksaw and a knife. I feel like the knife is unnecessary. But... <laughs> if you got a hacksaw, what do you need a knife for, I guess? He just used the hacksaw for the bones. Maybe. I don't know. He's already... He's lost it. He put pieces of her body into and on top of the stove. Of course. As well as the refrigerator. He gave her a haircut because cutting up her body isn't enough. Now she needs a haircut. And he put her head inside of a pot on the stove. He put her feet and hands inside another pot on the back burner of the stove. And her legs and arms were in a roasting pan inside the oven. And finally, her torso in a black plastic trash bag in the fridge to be dealt with later. Good Lord. But, I mean, what the fuck? You, what is wrong with you? So he's like, he's doing this over like days. Mm -hmm. So he's in his well, apartment. There's only so much time in a day. Okay, well, where's he, how's he taking it? Well, he's probably ain't taking a shower. Let's be, let's just fucking get that over with. So, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, you already killed her. What do you need to do this for? And it's just chilling in your apartment. So it's going to smell. Decomposing body can't smell good. Like, why? Okay. So, his intentions, and then his mind, he was like, if I take her, if I take her skin and everything from the bone, it's easy to dispose of, right? You never know. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like, you already killed her, just... What do you need to cut up her body for? I just don't understand. Um, some people said there, there might have been intentions of cannibalism, but there were no signs of it anywhere, like on her body. He just, So he was just cutting her up and putting her on the stove. I feel like if you're putting her on the stove, you're planning on eating her. Absolutely. But I wasn't there, so I don't know. So... Her friends and her co-workers, every time they saw Zach, they were like, hey, what's she doing? Where's she at? Where, how come she's not answering my phone calls? Whatever. And he was like, she went back home to North Carolina. Whatever. We broke up. And some people were like, oh, no, I can't believe it. And some people were like, yeah, that's not surprising. She tends to run away from situations when her life feels out of control. Whatever. She'll probably be back. They didn't. Didn't know. 
that oh, she was. She, never left. she never left either. Cut up on the stove. So two weeks after the murder, on October seventeenth, two thousand six, which was a Tuesday, um, he committed one more act of violence. Do you want to guess it? What else can he do? He jumped to his death from the seventh floor of the Omni Royal New Orleans Omni Royal Orleans Hotel. Mm. So he committed suicide. He left a handwritten note and his army dog tags inside of a plastic bag in his pocket and the gate keys to the apartment in his front pocket. So I guess like, he's like, I'm going to kill myself, but here's everything you need. So you don't have to go looking for it. So he left a letter and it said for the police only, which I'm sure other people read it. Well, yeah. If I found a note that said for the police only, my nosy ass is going to read it. <laughs> Somebody better deputize me because I'm about to read it. Right. Hang on a second. Can you like do the queen thing where she, you are now a knight or whatever the fuck. I, that's what I need immediately because I did not not know what was in this letter. Um, so they, they got the letter, which obviously told them to go, um, to the apartment. And when they got to the apartment, they saw what he had done. Um, basically they said too, it looked like it, they had never really moved in. Like there was unopened boxes. Like they were just, I can't imagine they how gross a, that a time to unpack. Was. He killed her. Well, they had time. Um, it says the first thing they noticed was the temperature and lack of smell. The air was set to 60 degrees and it was on full blast. So it was cold like a meat locker. There was no smell of rotting flesh and the bathroom was clean of any blood. But on the walls, there were spray painted words that said, I love her. I'm a total failure and look in the oven. And it had an arrow pointing to the stove door. So as if you didn't know what it meant. There's an arrow, and he's like, hey, over, over here. there. Um, I can't, can you imagine walking into a crime scene and being like, oh, there's her head in the pot. Oh, her body's in the fridge. Oh, her feet are in this pot, etc., etc." Can you imagine that? No, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to imagine it. But can you? No, obviously not. (laughs) Like, I can't. It said that it would haunt them forever. I'm like, you think? I would still be here. I had a nightmare last night that a pigeon was flying at me, and I woke up, and... (laughs) Telling you. (laughs) Your stomach. Something's going crazy. And the pigeon was flying at me, and I woke up, like, in one of, like, the... (gasps) And, like, threw my arms up. So I couldn't imagine... This would ruin my life. Um, You soft. (laughs) he's off bro so the letter said this is not an accident I had to take my own life to pay for the one I took if you send a patrol car to 826 North Rampart you will find the disnumbered corpse of my girlfriend Addie in the oven on the stove and in the fridge and a full signed confession from myself Zach Bowen so at least he was like I mean I say you did the right thing yeah by jumping off that building oh But I'm saying at least he was like, here 
He's everything. Like, he wasn't, I mean, he did horrible things, but at least he wasn't going to just leave her there for somebody else to find. At least it was like. Well, that's exactly what he did. No, not like, I'm saying like, at least the cops could go, not like the landlord or somebody. You know what I mean? No, I'm not saying he what he did was right by no means. I'm saying at least he like had the, uh, I guess, decency. It sounds like the horrible word, but I guess that's what I'm trying to say. To say, I did this. Like they didn't have to go, oh my God, somebody killed him and they did this to her. At least he had the decency to be like, it was me. All of this was me. Here's where she is. Da da da. You getting what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Yes. <laughs> so at the scene of the crime, they found um, Addie's journal, and it says with writings added by him. So um, he wrote a journal entry on October 16th at two in the morning that said. I killed her at 1 a.m. Thursday, October 5th. I very calmly strangled her. It was quick. Halfway through the task, I stopped and thought about what I was doing. The decision to halt the first idea and move to plan B, the crime scene you are now in, came after a while. I scared myself, but not by the action of calmly strangling the woman I loved for one and a half years, <laughs> one and a half years, and then desecrating her body but my entire lack of remorse. I've known for forever how horrible of a person I am, ask anyone, and decided to quit my jobs and spend the $1,500 in cash I had being happy until I killed myself. So that's what I did. Good food, good drugs, good strippers, good friends, and any loose ends I may have had. I didn't cocktent any of my family, so that'll explain the shock, and had a fantastic time living out my days. It's just about time now. Just what an all-around psychopath. Yeah. He is crazy pants. So, that's what he did. Um, I mean, there is a bunch of information, like, about him. Like, what was wrong with him. Like, more about the... Um, like crime, but what more do you need to know? You know what I'm saying? Not one bit. So there is, there was a documentary about him. Um, and it was called Zach and Eddie. On IMDb, it says post-production, but it said that it was updated in 2014. So I don't know if you can watch it anywhere. I don't know. I got nothing. Um... Like it says add to watch list, but I don't think I don't think you can watch it. Um I mean I I would would watch it <laughs> yeah, to watch see it. more about it. Like there's a trailer for it. Um but I don't think let's see, here's a website, zachandaddy.com. Um there was a free screening, but it doesn't say what year. And this website looks old as hell. So I don't know if you can watch it anywhere, but there is one. Um, if you find it, tell us. Because I want to know. Um, but in the documentary, their friend is in it. And her name is Margaret. Um, 
And it says um, that, she, of course, she was devastated. Um, but she pleaded guilty and was subsequently convicted in the 2012 death and dismemberment of someone named Jaron Lockhart that was a Bourbon Street dancer and mother. So if you go to New Orleans, don't. No. <laughs> Just don't go there. Um, it said Margaret and her boyfriend, who she knew as Alan at the time, um, lured this person home. They, Jared, uh, Jaron was going to do a private performance for them. They were going to give her a lot of money. They took her home, stabbed her in the chest, cut up her body, threw it over the bridge. And then her remains washed up on several Gulf beaches. Yeah, that was um, a... So, yeah. I ain't never going to New Orleans. <laughs> You're like, the fuck? Um, it says that, well, this says Alan's actual name was Terry. He was a registered sex offender from North Carolina. Um, and she didn't know, like, about any of this before they started dating, I guess, which do some kind of background check. I mean, you ain't got to do a background check, but find something out about them. Damn. Um, yeah, so people are just cutting people up, I guess. Um, and it's crazy that they were friends. Like, they cut somebody up and then you cut somebody up. Of course they were friends. Well, Addie didn't cut anybody up. Birds of a feather, you know what I'm saying? Birds of a feather, you know what I'm saying? Um, it reminds me of, like, I feel like I've, like, watched a movie, like, similar to, like, this. Like, Sid, like Sid and Nancy. Like, they were fucked up. Yet they could, they were like each other's drug. Like, Who stop the fuck it. is Sid and Nancy? What? Oh, my. Who is Sid and Nancy? <laughs> You've never, one, seen the movie, Sid and Nancy. I haven't even heard of it. Okay. Uh, well, Sid was in the Sex Pistols. I don't know if you remember that. Sid Vicious. Yeah, Sid, he was also a wrestler. Sid Vicious. This Sid Vicious was not a wrestler. Yeah, Sid didn't think and so. Nancy. The movie, Gary Oldman plays him. I've never heard of it. Well, you know him. How do you not know about Nancy? I know Sid Vicious because he was a damn wrestler. Not this Sid Vicious. And sex pistols suck. Oh boy. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I also thought saw a thing that said Zach's body was covered in cigarette burns. And in his confession, he wrote that he had burned himself once for each year he had been a failure. I don't know how true that is. I read that somewhere else. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's crazy, though. Yeah, that's a wild story. Definitely. I told you. Like, you're like, we're in love. You're dead. And your head's on the stove. That's fucking weird. Yeah, poor girl. I don't like that. I don't, I don't understand... You, like I said, like this is like the fifth time saying that. You've already killed somebody, right? There's no need to make it worse. Like, you've already done one of the worst things you could do. There's no need to make it worse. Don't. 
first of all, don't kill people. We can just say that. But there's no, no need. No it's need. unnecessary. It really is unnecessary. I don't. I told you, I don't like it. You told me it. <laughs> you told this story to me. I know I did. But I'm saying I told you it was wild. Thanks, Nancy. Nancy. Yeah, it seems like something Nancy from Sid and Nancy would do. Oh my God! Get out. <laughs> So, what do you think about that? What is there to think about it? <laughs> what am I supposed to say? What to that? do you want me to say? I'm still trying to find. Really a fucking psychopath and mm. good riddance. Good riddance. I'm still trying to find the documentary. Well, I don't know that you'll be able to find it. You can do that off. I was gonna say camera, but <laughs> off, off microphone. microphone. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. Mm-mm. I don't like it at all. I ain't never going to New Orleans. <laughs> I've been to New Orleans a few times. I like New Orleans. Just maybe don't go into New Orleans and, you know, do drugs. I'm not going to do drugs anywhere. Damn sure not New Orleans. <laughs> Just don't Where do it. Voodoo happens all time of the day. <coughs> voodoo happens all time of the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that I've ruined everything for everyone listening to this, <laughs> should we should we tell everybody we got a Patreon account again? Um, does that help? Just <laughs> ruined my Friday night. Right, you're welcome. Um, we did get a Patreon account back. A couple people have been asking about it, so I was like, okay. I'll bring it back, and uh, we already have somebody on it. So, whoop, whoop. Shout out. Who are you shouting out? Do you remember? Derek. And? Ashton. You're not done. And Shiloh. Mm -hmm. And Cassie. You did it! I did it. (laughs) After she berated me all week about it. Who? You. Well, call me a dummy. <laughs> Told me I was an idiot off microphone. Whatever. I'm pretty sure I called you dumb on microphone. It only gets worse off microphone. Whatever. It's the abuse. What? I had to study the name so I'd remember. Yeah. You, got, you seemed very uh, educated about it just I now. Did. Not. I'll never forget again. I'll never forget. I'm so sorry. Please don't call me dumb. That's all I got. That's all I got. Okay, well, uh, don't forget to check the links in our description to get your merchandise. We add new stuff all the time. Uh, The Patreon link will be in there now, too, so you'll have all that. And uh, that's it. Yeah, shout out. Shout out. Mm -hmm. We'll see you later. Goodbye.